Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Booze. I am super excited about this episode and please excuse the echo. I am recording in a different room today. But anyways, today I'm super excited to share these five revelations that God has given me recently and I know that they are going to speak to you and that they will strengthen you in your faith and in your sobriety journey. So keep listening. Catch you in the episode. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Welcome back to Beyond the Booze. This is episode 10. I'm super excited because I feel like it's a little mini milestone hitting the double digits. Um, And so today we're going to actually start out with a review of the week. This one is from DeverDo429. It says, Love this podcast. So glad I found this one. There are a ton of There are a ton of sobriety podcasts these days, thankfully, but not too many that align with my views on faith and wellness. I can totally relate to this one, and it has been such an encouragement to me. Please keep going. God bless you. Amen. God bless you too, DeborahDo429, and thank you for that encouragement to just keep going. Guys, um, I just wanted to give a little disclaimer here. I have a little bit of a sore throat, um, so I might kind of sound a little quiet because of that. And then also my son is taking a nap, so I'm trying not to wake him up. But I really wanted to get this podcast recorded and impart these divine downloads to you guys to strengthen you in your sobriety and strengthen you in your faith. Yeah, I wanted to start off by just saying, you know, I remember going through a period at the beginning of 2020 where I felt like God was just like really quiet and maybe you're feeling like that right now. Um, and so I, I really hope that, um, if you are, that these five, um, revelations that I received recently will, um, will resonate with you. And yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into them yet. I'm just trying to introduce the topic, but, um, yeah, so God felt quiet and i know that a lot of times when god feels quiet the enemy's also like distracting us and um just trying to get us off course and yeah so i i remember early in like 2020 when i started my sobriety journey um like completely quitting alcohol um i started kind of dabbling in some like new age practices 
Um, and I, I really didn't even realize what I was doing or that they were like new age and that they were distracting me from God. So yeah, that brings me to my first revelation, which is that God uses and speaks through people. And I wanted to start with that because obviously if you do feel like God is quiet right now, I'm hoping that you'll realize that God does use people to speak to you and God might be using my voice right now to speak what he wants to say to you because maybe you're too distracted to actually hear him um, and that's why he seems so quiet Um, but I want you to know that God loves you God is a loving good father he's not an angry dad or (laughs) I've heard it recently that people need to kind of step away from that angry God angry dad theology and realize that he is a good loving father and that's the lens we need to review we need to view god from and if god's a good loving father he wants to speak to you um and so yeah i just wanted to share that first revelation is that god uses people to to speak to you and whenever i was going through that early um that journey in 2020 where i was kind of dabbling in the new age God did use two people to call me back to him. And, and I remember like one of them was at um, a little restaurant. Like I had went and um, had like breakfast, like by myself, my husband was out of town and this woman just super sweet came over and was just, just decided to sit there and eat with me. (laughs) And she was just, praising God the whole time like just and she was just so kind and so loving and and then she ended up paying for my meal and I was just like wow like I just just that encounter for me was me being reminded of God's kindness towards me like even though I felt like I I kind of I think I realized that I was disobeying him he was still calling me back with his kindness And that was just so beautiful. And he did that another time at like a conference that I had went to. And this woman was just so kind to me. And I think that maybe God just knew that I needed that. I needed that type of kindness to bring me back to him, you know? Recently, well, God used someone else to speak to me was my husband. And it was kind of cool because I was just expressing to him that I I was struggling to figure out what to do next after the podcast. And he was like, you know, maybe you need to just focus on now and not worry about next. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to just be present right now and not get so fixated on the future and like try to control everything, which, yeah. Anyways, that's another story. But and besides that, Stephen Furtick um, from Elevation Church has been speaking to me a lot through his sermons, and um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like God's been using him to speak to me. So I'll reference him again later in this episode. But um, besides that, God also uses you. <laughs> so I just you know I want you to be open to that, and and just if you've been isolating yourself in this time in your life, and just haven't been spending time with friends, haven't surrounded yourself with any faith community. I just really encourage you to, you know, meet with a friend who, you know, shares the same faith as you um, and just be open to what maybe God is speaking to you uh, through them. You know, be prayerful, pray before you meet with your friend or pray before you go to these, like if you join like a Bible study or something, pray that God would use it and 
and expect that he'll answer that prayer because it's it's a it's not a selfish kind of prayer it's a prayer that you know that god would speak to you through them because you want to hear from him and you know why would god deny that so my next point is to keep your eyes fixed on jesus so i was listening to um elevation church on online stephen furtick um and he had this episode or this sermon called winded and he was talking about how you know the story of peter walking on the water and you know jesus you know calling him out on the water and telling him to walk on the water and the minute he starts to fall is when he takes his eyes off jesus and starts looking at the wind or at the storm, you know? And the cool thing that he brought up about that passage was that the wind had been against him the whole time. You know, the our circumstances, you know, all the chaos going on around us is is going on all the time. But the thing that keeps us going is focusing on Jesus definitely encourage you to check out that episode it's again it's called winded and you could search it um like winded Stephen furtick you can listen to it on their um youtube channel or their podcast super super good sermon i've listened to it like three times but yeah like satan tries to distract us and it's just super important for us to fix our eyes on jesus and to just wait for him watch for him seek him all those things and keeping our eyes fixed on him rather than like what is this person doing what does this person think about what i'm doing you know oh this person isn't you know living the same lifestyle as i am like they should be doing this too like how can i get them on board (laughs) and it's like no 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 that's god's territory something I'm, I've been learning is like the serenity prayer. And it's like, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And what can you not change? You cannot change people because that's God's territory. You cannot change, you know, certain circumstances because that's God's territory. So it says, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So what can we change? We can change our reaction to things. We can change what we are, our thoughts. You know, we can folk, like, we can change what we think about, the way that we think. We can change our beliefs. But yeah, I think all of that stems back to just keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus and figuring out what he's calling you to do right now. You know, whatever you, maybe it's sobriety, you know, like, and he's calling you to take that first step. Um, Maybe that's getting rid of the alcohol in your house, whatever, like take that step that you know, he's calling you to keep your eyes on him and just take that first step. And then God's going to reveal the next step because we just don't know what God's calling us to. And often if we know it all, like it could be super overwhelming. We might just crawl in a ball in the corner of the room and never leave. So, you know, he's gentle with us and he takes, 
He takes us one step at a time and he gives us exactly what we need to just make it through that moment and that day. You know, he doesn't give us bread for a week. He gives us bread for that day, the daily bread. Um, Okay, so next one is three. God strengthens those who are fully committed to him. And this comes from 2 Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are committed to him. And I just really love this little promise because it just, I could just imagine God like searching for people who are fully, wholeheartedly committed to him and knowing that he's looking for us and he's going to strengthen us is just such a great promise because I know that sometimes it can, we can feel weak. We're like, oh, is this always going to be this hard? No, because he's going to strengthen us. Um, so that one is a little short and straight to the point, but I just wanted to share that. Okay. So the fourth lesson that God is teaching me right now is don't compromise. And so I think I've mentioned to you guys that I've been in this BSF Bible study fellowship, Bible study group, and the way that my leader of the group said it was like, sin is like when you compromise by just accepting like a small sin, it's kind of like the way she put it for like children was it's like saying you have like a glass of milk, but just a little bit of poo poo inside of it. (laughs) And honestly, that visual stuck with me so well and it, it convicted me so much. Um, and I'm actually going to share, you know, about that. Um, because I, you know, I just want y'all to know that I started this podcast because yes, I've been sober from alcohol for three years. And I think that's, um, wonderful that God has, you know, given me that victory, but I also still struggle with the sin of this, this sin, you know, of substance abuse because I'm still struggling with weed. And I think that the fact that I still struggle, like Satan can use that to like try to keep me quiet. But I also see it as almost like a superpower because it allows me to stay close enough to the problem that I can still see, you know, see what it's like on that side. Like just because I've gained victory over alcohol doesn't mean that I've, you know, I'm like this complete person yet. Um, and obviously I'm not trying to stay stuck in any type of sin. Like that's exactly what this point's about is to not compromise. Um, but I had bought something online and I didn't completely realize, but maybe I did. And I was just lying to myself, but it had like, um, they were like these gummies called like serenity gummies. And it's from this, you know, I'm not even going to talk about the company, but you know, it was like a wellness company and, um, yeah, I, I thought maybe they would just help me like with anxiety, even though I'm not really struggling with a lot of anxiety right now. Um, (laughs) and so anyways, I bought them and they, on the packaging, it says like they have like a microdose of THC. Um, and so yeah, I had been consuming them. And, you know, I, I had started feeling convicted, you know, that, that that was still like me compromising, you know, like me still trying to 
bargain my way into like keeping this sin in my life, you know, knowing that God's calling me to quit all substances um, and trying to kind of justify like, oh, well, it's only a little bit. It's only a little bit of poo-poo. Um, okay, so the point of the story is, yes, I got rid of them. I threw them away. not going to be able to use them again. Um, and I feel strengthened in my resolve against this sin. And I feel strengthened in my resolve with sobriety. And it's a beautiful place to be in. And um, I do want to talk about how to deal with relapse in another episode. But um, I just want to encourage you with this. Like, don't compromise, okay? Pray. Pray for God to help you with this um, and to help you not compromise your faith. Um And the reason is, excuse me, guys, I'm like running out of breath because with my allergies, like my nose is kind of stuffed up and I'm like trying to breathe through my mouth and it's just kind of difficult while you're podcasting. Um, But anyway, so the reason this is so important is because sin just continues to increase. That's, that's just the nature of it, you know, um, one small compromise leads to another compromise, which leads to another compromise, which leads to another compromise. And then you end up so compromised that you're like, oh, wow, how did I end up here? You know, and maybe you you resonate with that because you've done that, you know. Um, that's normally how it happens is it just starts with one small compromise that leads to another compromise that leads to another compromise and so on. But, um, yeah, another encouragement about this is that we can't, we can choose the sin, but we can't choose the consequences. So you might choose to compromise and with this small sin, but you have no idea what the consequences of that will be. Um, and, and I'm not like trying to scare you. I'm just trying to be real. Like there are just consequences. It's just like a natural thing, you know, consequences naturally happen. Um, so anyways, that's my encouragement is to not compromise and to pray about it. You know, like I, sometimes I don't want to give up my sin, you know, like I want to keep my small sin and keep my little compromise, but I know that God's calling me to greater. So I, I pray to him to help me change my mind, help me change my heart, like give me a new, you know, resolve for this. And, and I feel like he answered that, you know, my last revelation that I've received recently is about generational sin and blessing. And this might sound a little out there for some people, but um, I really feel like God has called me to be a generational curse breaker. And, you know, I, I actually looked into this more and it's really not that it's a curse. <laughs> it's a consequence, you know? Um, so I guess generational sin continues to be passed on from generation to generation. And, and that's just as a consequence of, you know, no one breaking that you know, cycle. But anyway, so something I've been learning in like my BSF class is about the Kings and a lot in the old Testament, like about King David, King Solomon, like, you know, all these Bible characters that, you know, maybe you've heard about, but maybe you've never read the old Testament. 
and and I never really had been in a deep dive of the Old Testament, so I've really been enjoying learning about this. Um, but one thing I discovered that I thought was really really awesome was that uh, King David, you know, we all know him as a man after God's own heart was that his faithfulness, David's faithfulness, blessed his family for generations after him. And I'm going to read from 1 Kings 11 because this is where it talks about it. So after King David, King Solomon was reigning um, because King Solomon was David's son. Um, So it says um, at verse... I'll start at verse 1. So King Solomon, and I'm going to try to kind of um, summarize it, but it says King Solomon married many foreign women. They were from nations from which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because you will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. So he went against what God had asked him to do, and he was not fully devoted to the Lord as the heart of his father had been. Um, He had followed after other gods, and he says that, so Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. And then in in verse 9, it says, the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Um, And even though he had been forbidden to follow other gods, uh, Solomon did not keep the command. So the Lord said to Solomon, Since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees which I have commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet... I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David, my servant, for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So I just thought that was really cool that because of David's faithfulness, God, you know, um, even though David's son, you know, rebelled against God and um, followed after other gods and disobeyed God and was not fully committed like David was, God still blessed him by like letting him keep the kingdom. Um, and so I, I just think that's really cool because for me, the way I see it is that from my faithfulness, that's going to bless my children. Um, and maybe you don't have any children, but you might have like spiritual children, like people, like women who you influence or, um, family members that you influence. And you, you know, your faithfulness is going to be a light to them. And, you know, you just never know what you, what God working through you is going to do, you know, in the lives of people around you. Um, you might end up seeing a family member who, you know, was completely atheist, um, give their heart over to the Lord, you know, because of your faithfulness and your steadfastness and not because you're shoving it down their throat, but because they see that your life is changing and that because your focus is on God, like you're becoming better, you know, like you're different, you know, and they might want that, you know? So anyways, besides that, um, there's also, you know, the opposite, um, the generational sin continuing to be passed on. And so in first Kings, 
there's like a lot of different kings and a lot of if if you go through this chapter you're gonna see it but basically it, it continue like this verse almost like repeats itself like so many times like after each king you know there's a new king and it continues to say he committed all the sins his father had done before him his heart was not fully devoted to the lord his god and so what happens is it actually can it it gets worse like it says you know that they continue to you know repeat the sins of their father but then it actually just gets worse like they they end up more evil like generation after generation and and it's not because like god's like cursing them with this sin it's because these the people are choosing this sin and as a result it gets passed on to their children um and so i just wanted to like leave that encouragement with you that your sobriety isn't just for you it's for everyone else like it's like obviously yes you have to do it for you but know that it's going to be a blessing to other people too like it's gonna you could be a you know a chain breaker for your family like maybe this addiction to alcohol has been something you've seen generation after generation before you and maybe you're the one that god's calling to break that chain and be the change and start a new you know like start blessing the next generation by your faithfulness. So I am curious, did God speak to you through this podcast? Did he give you a lesson or a promise to hold on to? Your homework is to take the next step that God is calling you to. And if you haven't already, join the Facebook group and share what resonated with you. And if you haven't left a review, please leave me a five-star review and I might read it on the next episode. I hope you guys have a great week and I hope this episode blessed you. Thank you so much for everyone who's reached out. I hope you have an awesome week. Talk to you next time. Bye.